Welcome back to another edition of the Educational AD Podcast. We couldn't do these without the incredible support of our sponsors, and we want to start by saying thank you to them right now. First, thanks to our diamond sponsor, Varsity Brands, including BSN, Varsity Spirit, and Herf Jones. Varsity Brands, elevating student experiences in sport, spirit, and achievement. We also want to thank our platinum sponsors, Ephesus Lighting, innovating a brighter future at every level. Gilman Gear, always a step ahead. Camp Mobile, where teams communicate better. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. And Vital Signs, bring student achievements to life. Welcome back everyone to another edition of the Educational AD, this time featuring the FIAAA Insider. Uh, our guest today is truly an old friend, uh, Jay Rader. He's a certified athletic administrator. Uh, he's currently retired from uh, public schools, but uh, still has a lot to offer. He's an active member of our board of directors in charge of our e-newsletter. He's also a member of the FIAAA Hall of Fame. Jay, welcome to the podcast. Okay, uh, Jay, thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Well, as you know, uh, because your finger's definitely on the pulse, uh, the life of an AD, even a retired one, is very busy. So let's jump right into it. Uh, we always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So tell us a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, where you went to school, and you know how uh, your love of sports uh, kind of led to that first teaching and coaching job. Well, I was born in in Philadelphia and uh, couldn't take the uh, the winters up there. Missed a lot of school, uh, bronchial issues, and uh, so the and I was only child. So uh, we moved to Florida initially to uh, Key Biscayne, which is south of Miami, before Nixon made it famous. And when my father passed away, we moved up to Palm Beach County, which where where um, uh, one of my um, aunts and her three sons lived. So I settled in in Lake Worth, and uh, basically grew up. Went to Lake Worth High School. wasn't very good in sports, although I did love it. And I became the sports editor of our our school newspaper. Um, went to the University of Florida, and. Uh, Again, other than playing a few intramurals, um, um, I just you know followed the Gators and went to a lot of football and basketball games. And you know I was able to go to Jacksonville for the Georgia game and FSU for the for for, for the for the game against uh, the Seminoles. And uh, so and I majored in in education and uh, came back and uh, got a job in Palm Beach County uh, as an English teacher at uh, Atlantic High School. And um, when I got there, I really had no intentions of coaching, uh, but they had a new baseball coach and they had an opening for an assistant coach. And uh, so I became an, an assistant baseball coach. And that was back in 1968, 69. So uh, I was thinking about it recently. I've had a relationship 
with the FHSAA for over 50 years. Wow. Because I went from coaching to uh, being an AD and even re retirement, still involved with the FIAAA, and I also am a uh, high school baseball umpire. Um, so, um, uh, so I was teaching at, at Atlantic, and um, I don't remember exactly how I got into the AD's job, um, other than the fact that uh, a teaching friend of mine was also a basketball coach, but at one point said to me, you know, you might be pretty good at this job because by this time he had moved up to become a county AD. So he said, you know, if, if, the, if the opportunity presents itself. And at that time I said, nah, I want to stay in the classroom, coach baseball. I, I didn't want to lose contact with the kids. But then somehow or other, I guess the opportunity arose where I became AD, AD teaching full load and, and, uh, uh, involved in student government. Back then I was young and not married and, and I don't know how I was able to handle it. I did have a business manager, but not an assistant AD, but schools were a lot smaller back then. So, so I could handle it. Um, they opened a new school, Santa Lucis, and I was transferred there because some of the population, student population from Atlantic went to Santa Lucis. They already had an AD. So I, I transferred there as the baseball coach and an English teacher. And I do remember how I got to gardens. Um, I was in the, the media center with my classes as they were doing a term paper. And I happened to look in the sports section of the Sun Sentinel, which is not really my paper. The Palm Beach Post is the paper that I got every day. But I was in the media center. I happened to, to, to be looking through the Sun Sentinel and a very small article said that they were looking for an athletic director at Palm Beach Gardens High School. Well, I knew somebody who knew the principal and the principal was somebody that I knew through sports. He was a, uh, a football and basketball official. And I found out that there really was an open competition. It wasn't uh, just uh, advertise it for advertisement sake. And so I applied and I got the job and, um, so I was there for 21 years at Palm Beach Gardens, um, home of the Gators, uh, orange and blue. So I was a Florida Gator, a Palm Beach Gardens high school Gator. And of course I had all the orange and blue stuff to wear and all the knickknacks, but I had something that nobody else had. I had a last name Raider that rhymed with Gator. So some people still to this day call me Gator Raider. Um, I retired. Uh, I was looking for a round number. I thought 40. I thought maybe I could get 40 years, but there were just too many soccer matches, too many track meets. I got burned out. So I retired after 38 years at age 60. And uh, so I took a few years off in terms of, uh, well, I was um, still umpiring and still involved with the FIAAA. But then I got back involved with substituting, picking and choosing where I wanted to go and have done that for the last 10 or 11 years and have continued to umpire and be involved with the FIAAA. Wow, what a great, uh, a great career. And again, for our listeners, uh, Jay was inducted uh, last year into our FIAAA Hall of Fame, uh, very deserving. Uh, Jay, in our business, we always talk about the importance of leadership and mentors. Um, 
share with us, uh, you know, some of the mentors that you had, maybe uh, coaches growing up or, uh, you know, people that you worked with that, uh, you know, really made an impact on your life? Well, I'm not really sure that I can point to any one person. Obviously, the guy who uh, mentioned that I might be good as being an AD back when I was at Atlantic, Chuck Smith, um, you know, I, I, I kind of looked up to him. When I became a, an AD up at, up at, uh, up at Gardens, um, Bill Massey, who will be inducted into the, the uh, FIAAA Hall of Fame, was uh, uh, somebody who was uh, uh, kind of the guru in South County. And I became, uh, after a period of time, just by longevity, a guy in the North County. So I looked up to him. Um, the first guy that I actually met and took under my wing, he took me under his wing in the uh, FIAAA was Dennis Duffy, longtime uh, hospitality chair. Um, Mike Colby and I seemed to hit it off um, he was, uh, the treasurer for many years and I was the secretary. So he was somebody that I looked up to. And then back in the day, uh, very early days of AD advisory, I served on AD advisory with Ron Balaz. So Ron Balaz was somebody that I kind of looked up to. So I wouldn't necessarily call them mentors, but they were people who kind of helped me along the way. And I kind of try to pattern myself after. Well, uh, again, a couple of those names are already in the Hall of Fame. One's going in, so you're, you're certainly in good company there. Um, even though you're no longer uh, an active athletic director, uh, as we mentioned, you're still very active in the association, uh, particularly with you know, the e-news and the newsletter. Um, talk about how that uh, particular uh, platform, if you will, has changed over the years from when the, the newsletter first got started to its, its present uh, incarnation? Well, way back when, before, almost before the internet and certainly uh, before um, a lot of the digital platforms, um, we had to actually uh, almost make it by hand. And I've always thought that just about every organization needed some kind of newsletter some side, some kind of formal communication. And it's kind of a pain in the butt to put it all together if you are not professional in that regard. So it used to be where somebody would, uh, would have to go around and, and, and gather content, information, and then find somebody usually at a school because none of us in the FIAAA really had that skill, but somebody in graphic arts at, the, at a school center would be able to format it. And then somebody else, and I remember Donna Bloomer for many years was the person who would actually mail, stamp and mail out, would print and actually snail mail out the newsletter uh, for a number of years. Um, and so with my English background, English teaching background, um, I kind of fell into, into uh, taking ownership of it. Uh, Michael Stutsky, another one of our future Hall of Famers, um, he was the one who um, was our corporate sponsor chair. And uh, he hooked up with All American Publishing, who was publishing, formatting the newsletter for 15 or 20 states. So he got involved with them in corporate sponsorship and 
after a couple of years, uh, because I was the English person and he was kind of the math person or whatever, I kind of took that over. And uh, so initially, we didn't have a whole lot of content. Uh, fortunately, the person at All American that we dealt with was actually a journalism major. Um, and so um, he had a, um, um, a bank of generalized articles taken from the IAA magazine or whatever. And we used a lot of them. And then slowly but surely, I started to add more and more Florida-based content. Um, I made sure we had uh, uh, a column from our president, our vice president. Um, we got uh, the FACA involved with their calendar, uh, AD checklists, uh, interviews with athletic directors of the year, things like that. And at one point in time, Dell at All-American said that, that we were one of the top states in the country in terms of having state-centered or centric content. So, um, so obviously when we hooked up with Dell and All-American, all we had to do was send him the content. Uh, he would get it formatted. We send him the list of people that it needed to be sent to and he would send them out. Um, we've moved on from All-American and now currently dealing with VNN and uh, they are doing the same thing. So um, we have technology has certainly helped us out. And uh, between the newsletter and the website, um, we hope that we are um, reaching a lot of the membership. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, great to hear the story, how it's changed and evolved over time. And again, you and I know it's something we're talking about, you know, maybe trying to take it to the next level here in the future. Um, Let's go and talk about COVID for a minute. Uh, we've seen, uh, you know, a wide variety of responses uh, across the country and, and even in our own state of Florida. You know, you're right down there in Palm Beach County, which is, you know, one of the more, uh, uh, I guess, heavier hit areas along with Miami-Dade and, and Broward County. Um, give us an update. What's going on right now with the Broward County schools and, and you know, how do you think it's gonna play out? Uh, again, we have to wait for the FHSA, but you know, what do you think uh, the fall is gonna look like? Yeah, well, you, you said Broward County and I'm up in Palm Beach, but that, that's, that's okay. Uh, Broward, Broward's probably not in any better situation than, than, than Palm Beach and, and maybe, uh, 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 maybe even worse. Um, well, because, the, because I'm a substitute teacher and because I'm a, uh, umpire, I'm, I'm, I'm very interested in what's going on in terms of the schools, in terms of the school starting. And uh, in this lockdown kind of phase, I've become fascinated in watching school board meetings. So I've been watching them and I mean, Palm Beach County has been doing their, their due diligence for several months now. They sent out surveys to uh, parents and students and and staff trying to get a handle about how they would like to come back in the fall, whether it be uh, uh, distance learning, a hybrid or brick and mortar. And so they collected all that information at a time when uh, the cases had not spiked. And so, uh, but they couldn't really reach a consensus. So uh, they've been really uh, uh, concentrating on trying to figure out when to start 
and how to start. And we were supposed to start on the 10th and we moved that back to the 31st. And they did finally decide to uh, open virtually for the whole thing. There has not been one word mentioned about athletics. So obviously that's on the back burner. And in fact, when the school district announced the, the, the new calendar, and basically they didn't even refer to athletics as athletics, they just said all extracurricular activities are on hold, okay? So not until we get back into the building, partially or whatever, because you know our, some of our teachers and coaches haven't been back on campus since uh, March 13th. We have, we've been in, in phase one the whole time. So um, whatever the latest date that the FHSA indicates for us to start, uh, we'll probably be in that grouping, if at all. Uh, again, it's uh, it's frustrating for us, uh, you know, that I think we're kind of wired to, uh, you know, find solutions and make decisions and there's just still so much unknown, but appreciate you giving us that update for Palm Beach County. Um, earlier, you talked about your involvement uh, with FIAAA over the years, and you've also become uh, involved uh, at the national level with NIAAA. Uh, share with our listeners, you know, how that developed and, and what you actually do with NIAAA at our national conferences? Okay, well, when I was first athletic director for a couple of years at Atlantic, uh, F, the NIAAA was not in, on my, my radar at all. But when I went up to gardens, um, I decided to get involved. And uh, I was fortunate I wasn't married. Um, and um, I had principals who would, who would uh, you know, give me the time off. Um, and I was even able to, to pay for some of the expenses on my own. The first one that I went to, first national convention I went to was in uh, Las Vegas. And I heard stories about how in Maine and in the, in the Northeast, they had uh, skiing competitions. And uh, I also heard stories about how difficult it was. You know, we have to deal with hurricanes down here in, in Florida but the, the rescheduling problems that people had in the Northeast. And I found out and noticed that we all had a lot of similar problems, a lot of similar gripes. We all had problems with cheerleaders. We all had problems with soccer. And it was just, it was just a, a great experience. I got to see places that I had, would have never seen. I went to Dallas and saw the, uh, the Kennedy assassination uh, spot. Uh, I've been to Nashville and uh, uh, Indianapolis and visited the uh, uh, NCAA um, Hall of Fame in uh, Indianapolis. A couple years ago, we went to Phoenix. Um, so, and actually, knock on wood, I've been fortunate enough to, I've gone to 32 straight national conferences. Wow. And so over a period of time, Back when we hosted in Orlando in 2010, we were responsible for getting what they called uh, LTI facilitators. It used to be that the teachers of the courses would have to go out front and check people in and check people out. And they decided to see if they could get ADs to, to 
do that for them. So beginning, I think, in 2010, when they needed Florida ADs to help out with, 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 the, with facilitating, that's how I got hooked. And 10 years later, that's one of the main, especially when I'm retired now, where I don't have to go to other things, that has one of, been the main reasons why I have gone to national conferences. And since I've been to so many, and they also started a retired uh, ADs committee, and so I serve on that also at, at the national level. Oh, very cool. It's always great to see you and catch up uh, at the national conference. Hopefully, we'll be able to do that here in Florida in December uh, with Tampa, in Tampa, uh, assuming we're still able to have it. Um, looking back at your um, long career, um, what were some of your favorite parts about being an athletic director? I think, well, obviously, winning state championships. I was a baseball coach, and um, I went to the final four twice, got to the final game once, um, didn't win it. Three years while I was at Atlantic, I think two as the AD, we met, we went to the finals. And I think the three years combined, we lost by like a total of 16 points. You know, we lost 14 to seven, 11 to nine or whatever. So when I went to gardens and we were good in softball, my first year, we won the state championship in softball. And I think that I, I think that I felt like I died and gone to heaven. And then we, in slow pitch softball, we won, I think, six out of seven state championships. So obviously, that was, that was a big deal. Um, we, um, I started a, a sportsmanship program at Gardens. And um, one of the highlights was that uh, a couple times we won sectional sportsmanship uh, uh, state championships in that regard. And once we won, we won the, uh, the overall, uh, what's it called? Roselle, mm -hmm. uh, yep. sportsmanship championship as, 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 as one of the, the, uh, as in our classification, the stop, the top sportsmanship, uh, uh, programs in, uh, in the state. Um, so obviously, um, the, uh, the, the recognition, uh, I'm in the uh, Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Fame um, and uh, also the FHSA Sports Hall of Fame. So uh, that's been good. But uh, uh, I do remember that, that I was also involved a lot in, in student government. And um, so whether it be hosting a big football game or homecoming week or whatever, I always remember when it was done, um, I think it was the A team that 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 used the slogan. It, it's great when a plan comes together, and so I always felt good when it seemed like we had a successful week or or game or championship or or whatever. Um, and it was also kind of cool that I was a uh, teacher uh, on special assignment, meaning that the school, the faculty themselves had to approve me not having any classes. And every year they would have to um, uh, approve uh, me because 
it would mean that like English teachers would have have to basically take what would what would have been my load. So looking back, those are some of the uh, some some of the highlights. Uh, that's that's great. I didn't know all of that. Well, Jay, we've kind of come to the end, uh, but we always wrap up with what we call the athletic director's toolbox. You know, you are certainly uh, an experienced athletic director, a Hall of Fame athletic director. And now I'm going to give you the job of sending out a brand new AD on their very first assignment. But I'm only going to let you put three items in their toolbox. What's going to go in Jay Raider's athletic director toolbox? Well, Jake, I'm going to cheat a little bit in that only one of them is going to be something physical that you could put in a toolbox. That's okay. Um, the first one would be um, a list of people to contact, uh, phone numbers, a Rolodex, uh, maybe the person who talked you into becoming an AD or somebody who uh, you think that you uh, would like to, to model yourself after. Um, um, you know, the old sayings, uh, no, no man is an island, uh, it takes a village, um, you know, you don't need to reinvent the wheel. All those stereotype statements all apply to the job of being an athletic director. So you need to have somebody that you can talk to, including if you don't have anybody else in mind, somebody on the FIAAA board of directors. You will, as a new AD, there will be a district director. You can find that information on the, on the, um, uh, on the FIAAA website. So you can reach out to people that way, okay? The second thing is I think that you should go into the school with the attitude that the athletic department is an integral part of the school program, okay? It's not something separate. It's not, you know, the coaches and, and the athletes as opposed to the, the regular classroom teachers and, and uh, the regular classes. You need to become involved um, and show that, that athletics is co-curricular, not extracurricular. And you need to try to blend in and seek help and whatever. Somebody told me a long time ago, two of the most important people for an athletic director to get to know are the principal secretary and the head custodian, okay? And it doesn't hurt to show that you have some, some academic chop or, or chops too, to make sure that, that, you know, the kids are acting, the athletes are, are acting the way they should. The third thing is kind of an attitude going in. Hopefully you're not getting the, hopefully you're not, being forced to take the job that you are either you want the job or you're willing to take it and see how it works out okay and you may hear horror stories about how ad's are overworked and underpaid and some of that may be true okay but i would like to see new athletic directors go into the job or go into the position as athletic director not considering it a job, but considering it as a profession and act as a professional. 
Try to have positive interactions with everybody, okay? Um, professionals get professional development. Put in a plug for the FIAAA, okay? Okay, but I think that if you, if you go in thinking it's not just a job and nobody really cares about what we do, this, that, the other thing, but if you go in there realizing that you can, you can actually make a difference in the lives of a lot of different kids, that should help you sleep at night. Well, that is uh, excellent, uh, excellent advice, my friend. Jay, it has just been a pleasure to uh, spend this time with you. Thank you so much uh, for sharing with us. Thanks for being on the podcast today. Okay, I really enjoyed it. I'm, 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 I'm sitting here alone most of the time, and some days if I don't have to go out, I talk more to my dog than I do to other humans. So this has been a real treat. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. All right. Well, thanks again to our listeners. Thanks, as always, for uh, listening. Uh, come back again next time for another edition of the Educational AD. Thanks again for listening. Remember, these episodes are also being uploaded to the Educational AD YouTube channel. That's Educate, Ath, D-I-R, and F-I-Triple-A on YouTube. Thanks again for listening.